the title of this short teaching that I will be sharing is the heart of a servant. And I believe there are three things that are vital to us as believers, as Christians, that we are to implement or imply into our lives if we want to see God's hand in our life. In the moments when we feel like giving up. In the moments when we feel like we are alone. But if there are few things that I can share, I'll share from my experience. And I hope it blesses you. The first thing that we need to be willing. We need to have a willing heart to say, God, whatever what it is. And I know that it's so often in this kind of atmosphere, it's so easy to say, I'm willing. But when it comes the moment actually to do it, we scream and we kick. We might not want to do it. But we are to know that when we come to Christ, when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, He gives us the power to be willing. He gives us the willingness. He imparts us this willingness to do. Because in our own strength, we can't do it. We can't do it. In Philippians 2, in chapter 13, it says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. And I would like to actually read in the context that Philippians is saying here. Verse 2, it says, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 says this, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. Do all things with, without complaining and dispute. That you may become a blameless and harmless child of God. Without fault in the midst of the crooked and perverse generation. Among whom you shine as light in the world. Holding fast to the word of life. So that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. That I have not run in vain. Or labored in vain. Apostle Paul here is reminding. All of us. That when we come to Christ. We are required to labor. We are required to serve one another. We are required that whatever what we do, we are to do without murmuring and complaining. And let's be real. We all go to those stages that we murmur and complain. We go through stages when we go to sleep and, and something inside of us, the flesh just rises and just wants to do the opposite. And Apostle Paul is calling this young man, is calling. Us, together, old and young, youth or a child, all of us together. They're saying you are to do the work of the Lord without complaining, without dispute. But seeing the bigger picture and being able to be there to serve. But before that he's reminding them that you cannot do this your own. But it is God who works in you both. Not just one, but both when you have the willingness it's not all of a sudden it's left to you to do the work. God is the same one that works the work through you. Because when we are saying that I'm willing. Ultimately we're saying God. You are the one that does it through me. Because there is nothing that I can do to impress anyone. But when you do something. This is when I'm going to be willing to do it. And folks 
I'll tell you one thing that we are not to be willing to do something if God doesn't do. It has to be God who does both for us to be able to see the fruit and the results. So often we can be busy. We can do a lot of things in our life, but there is no fruit. And ultimately, maybe it's because we're seeking the glory of man, but not of God. Because sometimes when we're serving in those hidden places, actually the reward comes from God. And actually man might not be even grateful for that. But when we're content and say, God, it is you. This is you who puts the desire in me. It is you who put this willingness in my heart to say yes to you. In that truck when I was cleaning, when I said yes to Dr. Colin on the phone. I didn't know what I signed up my life for. I did not know what the five years ahead of me are going to be like. But I felt something in my heart. When people around me were telling me you're silly. I said I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm willing. I'm willing. Please help me God. But I'm willing. Only God can produce in us a genuine willingness to serve when we surrender our life to Him. It's only Him. In our own natural and selfish things that we are to offer, we're never, we're never created in, 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 in a way that we are to serve and help each other and to be able to love our enemies. We're not wired that way. The way we're wired is to, as Pastor Carter said already, to seek the higher position. And as the higher you get, you want to get higher, not lower. But when we come to Jesus Christ, He's actually the one that produces in us something that only can come from Him. To be willing, it's also to be able to take a lower seat sometimes. And in God's eyes, it's not the lower seat. In God's eyes, it's actually the higher seat. When we're doing it with the right heart. In the man's heart. In the man's eyes. It might be like, this is too low. What are you doing? But in God's eyes, it's a servant that is willing to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Often we don't want to do so-called small things for different reasons. Some of those reasons are when we compare ourselves to others and think that we can do a better job. I was there so much. When you look at somebody that does something and you're like, are you serious? I can do a better job. But let me tell you something. That's why you're not there. That's why for some reason or another, Actually, it's not given to you. Another thing we say, we want to be seen and receive honor from man rather than God. Deep inside of our heart, we are like that. We're carnal at times. And we seek those things that everybody sees. So often, we can say to somebody, we need some help. Can you come and help fold the chairs and clean up, prepare for the event? I'm busy. I'm so busy. I have, I have things to do. And then Pastor Carter will call and say, would you share at 3 o'clock? Oh yes, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. 
And often we do those things because it looks nice in front of people. It's prestige. It's something that we like to do because people see us. I'm not the most qualified person to be here right now. But because years ago I said, yes, Lord, I'm willing. God has been leading my life. And my life is nothing but surprises. And being able to say, God, I humble myself before you. And help me always, always to be at that place. Anything that people ask me, if I can do, if my head can do, help me to be willing. Help me to, do, to, to be willing. There is a story that I've heard that impacted my life greatly. And I would like to read this story. It's actually about the NASA. During a visit to NASA Space Center in 1962, President John F. Kennedy noticed a janitor carrying a broom. He interrupted his tour, walked over to the man and said, Hi, my name is Jack Kennedy. What are you doing? Well, Mr. President, the janitor replied, I'm helping put man on the moon. When I've heard this story, something stood out to me. That this man, that so often maybe his co-workers look down upon him. This man that so often found himself that he's not welcomed into the cool groups. Even when President Kennedy was having a meeting or, or what he was doing a tour, he was not welcome to be among them. He was just doing something totally different. Just minding his business. But the President of the United States saw him. And asked him a question. What are you doing? He did not say, oh gosh. This is the perfect guy that I have the opportunity to tell him. Maybe he can promote me. <laughs> Maybe he can, he can just pave the road and, and kind of ask me to be the boss, not the janitor. He did not say that. By reading the story, he says, Mr. President, I'm helping put man on the moon. What an attitude. Brothers and sisters, we as the church of Jesus Christ, we are playing a part. Each one of us. Nobody can be, not everybody can be the eyes. Can you imagine we'll be a big eye over here? Or not everybody can be a, a, the head or one arm. Or each one of us, we function in the body of Jesus Christ differently. And if we fail, something is not getting done. Dear ushers that are here day after day, your work is not insignificant. But your work is seen and Appreciate it. You are impacting people when they come to this place. When you put a smile on your face and you're welcoming them. It has an impact on them. Probably more than a sermon at times. Those people that clean the house of God and do other things. We're sitting in a clean place because of you. And you're playing a big part in the body of Christ. The choir, the elders, every single one of us. 
We're helping bring people in the kingdom of God. We're not just janitors. We're not just ushers. We're not just somebody that just cleans this place. We're servants that said yes. And we're servants that has the willingness to do what needs to be done. Because ultimately, we are after one thing. To put man, not on the moon, but much bigger than that. Put man in heaven. The second point that I would like to point to all of us, for us to be those people that will say yes and will be a good servant, it is vital for us to have a pure heart. We've heard a message today from Pastor Carter in the morning that spoke to me so much. It all begins at the cross. It all begins at the cross. 2 Timothy 2.21 says, If anyone cleanses himself, he will be prepared for every good work. In the context, it says, If anybody cleanses himself from the past, he will be ready for every good work. Let me read to you. It says, Nevertheless, the, soul, the, the solid foundation of God stands, having the seal. The Lord knows those who are His. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Verse 20 says, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the letter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call upon the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. It is a unique passage that relates to my life. It's a passage that spoke to my life personally so much. It is a passage that I pray blesses you today when we're going to speak in a moment about it. It says here that there are vessels, different vessels in the house. Some of gold, some of wood, some of silver, and some of clay. Some for honor and some for dishonor. But then it says, but the vessel that is pure is ready to be used for every good work. Often in our own eyes we can say, well, that vessel that is made out of gold, that vessel can really perform. That vessel can very, very much impress everybody and do really good. I'm not a gold vessel. What kind of part am I playing in the body of Christ? I'm nobody. I'm just a person that that just does my own thing and mind my own business. Nobody cares for me. Nobody looks at me. I have nothing to offer. Other people might say, well, I'm a vessel of silver. I can shine a little bit. and I can bring some value to the table. Use me. And then there are other category of people that are looking at themselves and saying, man, I'm a vessel of wood. I'm no good for nothing. 
I'm not good for anything in life. All what I'm good at if those people come and carve the image out of me and just put on the side of the Lord as a display. And when they do that, it hurts so much. There is no, there is nothing that draws people to me. There is nothing that I can offer. There is no beauty in it. And there's another category of people that might say, you know what? I'm not even, none of those that I just mentioned, not a silver, not gold, not even a wooden one. And you're looking at your life and you're saying, I am a vessel of clay. But the Bible is calling us when we are like that in that stage to give our lives to Him. And He will be the one that takes that clay molds, breaks it in molds for us to become servants for every good work. If we want to be pure before God, don't make your own gospel, but abide by the Word of God. We are not shun, profane, and, and do gossiping and all, all kinds of babbling words, but we are to be able to say, God, give me the grace to stay away from those things. And actually, those are the vessels that God says, now I'm going to use for every good work. You don't have to be a golden vessel. You don't have to be a silver vessel to be used by God, to be a servant. You don't have to be a wooden vessel. And you don't have to be even a clay vessel. You have to be a pure vessel. And when we are pure and empty of ourselves, the category or the qualification that qualifies us to be pure hearts, pure vessels, it's what fills that vessel. It's not what kind of vessel it is, but what fills that vessel. And it must be God. It must be the Holy Spirit. It has to be that way. And when He fills us, when the Holy Spirit comes and empowers us to do more than we can do in our own strength, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what vessel you are. It matters who fills you. Brother and sister, what fills my life today? What fills your life today? If you want to be a vessel that brings blessings to the body of Christ, a servant that will be there and be willing and also be pure, God needs to fill our life. God needs to fill our life. Don't get discouraged that you can't impress people. Don't get discouraged that you're not seen at times. God sees you. God sees you. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do with all your heart. As a working for the Lord, not for man. When you do things, whatever you do, not some. Not just here on stage. Not just in the back. But whatever we do, not just in the house of God. But even in our own life, personal life, whatever what we do, do some. Some of the things we do as unto the Lord and some not so. Is this what the Bible teaches us? No, it says whatever what you do, do with all your heart. And do it all together with all your heart. Include all your lifestyle to say, God, it is a service to you. And help me to do just that. Praise God.
Praise God. And the third thing that I would like to mention to all of us. It is we need to be faithful. And Luke 16 verse 10 says. One who is faithful in little is also faithful in much. One who is faithful in little is also faithful in much. Faithfulness is what keeps us serving. Listen, faithfulness is what keeps us serving. We can be here serving for a month or two and then be gone. But it's actually faithfulness is so important. It seals these things that, that when God is calling us to, to serve, to have a willing heart, to have a pure heart. And then God is asking us to be faithful. I was required to be faithful for five years doing things that I not necessarily enjoyed. But I tried to be faithful. And I am where I am today by the grace of God. By the grace of God. Before, if people would ask me, what are you doing? I wanted to say, well, I'm a missionary. I'm, I'm doing all this work. And, or I'm a pastor. I'm an associate pastor. And, and, and just kind of put that in front of me. And after I got ordained and being able to serve the body of Christ. And being able to cry with people and serve them and pray for them. At night to go see somebody at the hospital. And doing all these things that nobody sees. And now, when people are asking me, what do you do? The first thing I tell them, I'm the director of maintenance. <laughs> and then I say, I also help with special projects. I make the campus look good. And I also serve as an associate pastor at the Summit Community Church. I would like for all of us, one day when we get to heaven, to be able to hear these words that are written in Matthew 25, 21. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Brothers and sisters, I'll close with this. In our life, all of our life, we might be serving in a capacity that nobody sees. But God sees you. And it's a condition of our heart. And it's a choice that we have to make today. God gave me the grace. To stay put and be faithful. In what you have entrusted me to do. And that day will come. When you will hear. In the little. You were faithful. I'm going to push you over big things now. It's a season. Bear with the season. Go with the season. And ask God to give you the grace. God bless you guys. And I hope he blesses you this message. Let's stand together. If we can stand. Are we going to go on a time to worship God? In a time to examine our life. And, and say God. Give me the grace. To do what you have called me to do. To have a willing heart. To have a pure heart. Purify me. And to be faithful. In what you have called me to do. In Jesus name. Amen. If you are here today. That you want to pray this prayer with me. If you are saying. 
Pavel, this is me, this is my life. Come, join me here, we'll pray together. I did not arrive, but I'm willing. And I'm saying, God, take me and use me. Lead me, guide me. And don't listen to the phone calls that are coming to you and saying you're wasting your time. Because I had those, enough of those. I had those. But I went back to the prayer closet and I said, God, it's you. What are you calling me to do? And because I was willing, because He cleansed me and purified me, because He's given me the strength to do and to will, and the willingness to be faithful, I am here today standing before you and lifting your faith up to let you know that there is faith in Him. And you can have that right servant heart. In Jesus' name, Amen. mind before we pray just encourage you not everybody will be Billy Graham not everybody will be Pastor David Wilkerson or Pastor Carter or Pavel Mafti but everybody can be a servant <laughs> be encouraged you're playing a big role in the body of Christ. In whatever word you do, it's not too small. It might be too small for you. It might be too small for your friends, for the co-workers. But it's not small in the sight of God. Because you're helping bring people in the kingdom of God. You're helping bring people in the kingdom of God. Be willing. Let the word of God wash you always. And be faithful in what God has called you to do. Because what matters is, not what I say or somebody else, but what God says. And He says, well done. Well done. Father, we thank you today. We thank you that we can come before you. And be reminded one more time that your kingdom, it's about serving one another in your kingdom those that want to be big and known those are the people that you're calling them to serve the greatest among us must be the servants are, are those who are serving God I'm asking you to give us the grace in the moments when we feel alone in the moments when we as people we have those emotions. We want to hear that our friends or our leaders or somebody around us will encourage us and tell us, well done. But when those moments are silent, it can be hurtful at times. Because we want to be encouraged. We want to know that we're doing good. But God help us never to run out for the satisfaction that can come from man. But always to run from the satisfaction that comes from your word. Give us the grace, oh God, because this is exactly where we're going to find strength. We're not here to impress people. But we're here to serve one another. To put, not back on, not, not people on the moon, but to put people in heaven. Oh, by the grace of God. Oh, give us that vision of God to see. Help us, oh Lord, when we look at our life. Not to just see us as janitors. Not to see us as with just ushers. But to be able to see us as the body of Jesus Christ that are serving one another for one purpose 
one goal, for your name to be glorified. Oh, help us, oh God. Help us, oh Lord, to say yes. Help us, oh Lord, to be willing. Help us, oh Lord, to be faithful. Give us the strength because it's you who bold, who puts the will and the desire in our hearts to do what you've called us to do. And when we come before you, we will be prepared for any good work. Every good work. Oh Jesus, give us that understanding. Because we'll bring in our minds and in our lives so much freedom. So much freedom. It actually delivers us from the bondage of, of the oppression that can come against us and upon us to impress people. Oh Jesus. Actually when we truly understand what servanthood is about, we actually begin to walk in freedom. Oh God, I'm asking you, fill our hearts with this understanding and help us to remember this always. All of us. This message pertains all of us here today, oh God. I'm asking you to hear the cry and the prayer of my brothers and sisters that came here up front. God, I'm asking you to wipe away every tear in the moments when they feel discouraged. Lord, I went through those moments. I know how that feels like. But you never gave up on me. God, and I'm asking you to just lift them up. You will never give up on them. When the enemy comes and tries to confuse them. Oh, let your word be the guide for their lives. Oh, Jesus, you see our life. And I'm asking you to lift them up. Encourage them. And if they don't hear from men, often well done. Let them hear today, once and for all, from you. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Hallelujah.